Hello everyone, we want to thank you for tuning in today on this special broadcast of the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast as we're right here on the eve of Christmas and we want to especially focus in on the Christmas holiday and the celebration and all that that means. Uh, but we, hey, this is on Thursday. We have a special event tonight. Why don't you tell us yeah, about it? Yeah, today's that? Christmas Eve. We have our Christmas Eve service, 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock at Livingstone's Church. You don't want to miss it. And it's a candlelight service, which is always makes things exciting as, yeah. we, as we see our sanctuary. Uh, all lit up with uh, the beautiful candles and of course the picture of Jesus coming as the light of the world yeah. and, it, and it just brings uh, it reminds us of the hope that we have even in dark times yeah. so we want you to come out today four o'clock and six o'clock everyone welcome bring your bring your neighbors your friends your family members and come join us it's going to be an amazing celebration today yeah I'm looking forward to seeing our kids uh, <laughs> light up the candles seeing the candle all across the room hopefully they won't light anything on fire <laughs> exactly um, but you know <laughs> The, the candle is symbolic of Christ, you know, the light of the world, the Advent. We're in the season of Advent. Yeah. This past Sunday, you preached on one of our, our core values, which is pregnant hope. Now, how do you tie in pregnant hope with the Advent, with the coming of Christ? Yeah, you know, the, the word Advent, as we talked about, means uh, arrival. It yeah. means coming. And uh, this whole season of Advent, we're really setting our, our hearts in, in preparing our hearts in preparation. Uh, for Jesus and all that it means uh, on the Christmas holiday. And so uh, there's kind of this sense of uh, ramping up uh, excitement, uh, focusing on who Jesus is and what his, what his birth really means. And uh, we mentioned we're, we're really living in a time between two Advents. Yeah. The first Advent was the birth of Jesus. The second Advent is the second coming of Jesus. Yeah. And you know, we're living in the time between those two seasons. And, uh, and it's not always easy. No, I mean, yeah. you know, uh, there, there's a lot of people right now, you know, Sunday we got to pray with a lot of people uh, that are just dealing with a sense of hopelessness and discouragement. You know, people have lost loved ones. Uh, you know, with this whole COVID year and the pandemic year, we've seen a lot of people that have struggled, especially uh, perhaps our small business owners. We got relationship strains. We got, you know, we got loneliness as people have, have had to navigate this season many times by themselves. Absolutely. And uh, it puts a lot of pressure on people. Yeah, and what I found is in seasons, in holiday seasons, it kind of is, if you're dealing with loneliness, you're dealing with depression and stress, uh, the holiday season doesn't help. It's not like you come to a Christmas season, all of a sudden, all those things magically disappear. No, it actually gets exasperated. It actually gets much worse. So we want to be sensitive. We want to be understanding of people struggling through different issues in this yeah. time. That's why the message of hope is so important. Yeah, and and uh, and we want to just bring hope to you even today. Uh, hope is a weapon, and you know when we're we're talking about uh, imagine between the end of our Bible and the uh, prophet Malachi, his book, to all the way to Matthew. There, that's what's called the intertestamental period. It's 400 years yeah. of silence where God is not speaking through the prophets and God is not revealing any, any new news. He had, he had promised the Messiah. He had promised the Deliverer. We see that all through the Old Testament. And, and yet, silence for 400 years. That's a long time. That's a long time, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and sometimes we forget that, that in between Malachi and Matthew, there were people who were faithfully passing the baton of hope yeah. from generation to generation. Remember. Yeah. And, and they, they had, what they did have was the promises of God. And we want to encourage you this holiday season. You know, you might be standing between a promise and a fulfillment. Uh, you might be believing God for things that you've not seen happen yet. And, you know, God honors people that hope in Him. God honors people that say, you know what, I don't... 
I'm not seeing the breakthrough just yet, but I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep putting my hope in the Lord. And, uh, and for, so for 400 years, there's probably people we're going to meet in heaven someday that we don't know about. They, they, they're, they're, they're obscure people. We don't know anything about their lives, but, but we do know this. There were always uh, a faithful remnant of people who believed God all throughout history, even when you know nothing had changed on the outside. And, and, and that legacy is a legacy we want to pass on. We, we want to be, at Living Stones, we want to be a church that keeps handing the baton of hope to the next generation. Absolutely. You know, I love how you articulate hope. You know, a lot of times when we use the hope in our culture today, it's an emotion. It's like, right. uh, just be hopeful, or it's, it's fluffy hope. It's just a, something to say. Right. You know? Hey, I hope everything gets hope. better yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you no, know, when I hear that, it's meaningless. But that's not the biblical hope. Biblical mm-hmm. hope is founded on, on truth. It's founded on uh, actual reality. Okay, yes. it's not just something you throw out there because you got nothing better to say. There's a character to it. That's why our value. We value hope, and Absolutely. we don't value fluff. We so, value the, the, the integrity, uh, God's integrity, which leads to hope. Can you articulate that a little bit yeah, more? We, you know, we talked about the definition of, ex, of expectant hope or pregnant hope. Yeah. Is hope believes in a better future, but it, it not just believes in it, it expects it. It's, yeah. it, is a, it is looking for it. It's an anticipation. It's like the kids waking up on Christmas morning and there's an anticipation that when they go yeah. out to the Christmas tree, it's gonna be surrounded by presents and that, that present that they want is right. gonna be under that tree. Right. I mean, there's a sense of tangible expectation to where, yeah, it's like the, prod, the, the, the prodigal son, you know, the father, the Bible says, was looking each day. He, he was looking on the horizon. There was a sense that is today the day that my son is going to return. And so that's what biblical hope is. It's rooted in the promises of God. Yeah. And as you shared, it's rooted in the character of God. Yeah. And, um, and, and we brought out a point Sunday that I think is so, so important that hope is, creates an atmosphere where God can begin to do the supernatural. He can, be, he can begin to bring the miraculous. And if you don't have an atmosphere, if you don't create the right atmosphere, you really short circuit what God wants to do. Yeah. And, and uh, we saw in the Bible two characters, uh, uh, Simeon and Anna. These are two uh, people that were in the temple that, were, that lived a lifestyle of devotion and consecration. And they were believing for God to show up. They were believing for the Messiah. And, and in fact, in Simeon's case, he wanted to see the Messiah with his own eyes. He, in fact, in his lifetime, he, his prayer was, Lord, don't let me die without seeing the fulfillment of this promise. And, and I want to encourage some of you. To have that kind of spirit uh, during this season, God, I, I will, my prayer is that I will not die before I see such and such thing happen. Maybe you're believing God for breakthrough with your kids or with your marriage or, or, or with your business. or I don't know what it is with some dreams you have in your heart. But get to the place to where you will say, you know what, God, I don't want to die before I see this happen with my own eyes. And if you, if you line your heart up with the promises of God, uh, you'll see the Lord begin to move and do things in your lifetime. But, but it's very, very important that we have an atmosphere that believes God for the miraculous. Right, and you think the flip side is the, abs- the, the atmosphere of a lack of hope or depression or hopelessness. Yeah. You know, what, 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 what kind of culture does that cultivate? What kind of environment do you create in, you know, when people are just dreary, they're, they're hopeless, 
uh, there's no initiative, there's no motivation. Now hope yep. paves the way, hope opens the door, you know, yep. and when, the, when you don't have any of that, man, you have no initiative, you're not going anywhere, you can't create anything. Yeah, and the Bible says this, you know, about, about Abraham, it says against, against hope, he hoped. In other words, when he was in a hopeless situation, uh, he continued to believe God. So, so this is important. You know, Abraham was 100 years old. Uh, his wife, Sarah, was well beyond uh, the age for childbearing. And yet the Bible says he continued to hope. Well, what did he hope in? He hoped in the, in the promise of, of God. God made a promise to him. And he looked at his body and he looked at his wife's body. And he looked at where they were at in the natural. And the Bible says against hope. In other words, this was a hopeless situation in the natural. But they continued to demonstrate hope in God. And, uh, and because of that, God fulfilled his promise. Uh, and of course, we're still talking about Abraham today. So I just wanted to encourage those who are watching today, you know, hope is something you've got to fight for. And the way you fight for hope is you go back, you open up your Bible, you look at the promises of God, you get in the presence of God, and you keep pursuing. Uh, and you keep saying, Lord, uh, even though things have not changed yet, I thank you, God, that, that things can change. That's good. Nothing is impossible. Yeah. In many ways, we get to create our reality based on what we surround ourselves with, the news, the messages so uh, that, we were surround, that we read, that we listen to. You know, if you listen to the news all day, uh, the mainstream media, you're going to get a level of reality. That mostly leads to hopelessness and depression and darkness. But if you listen to the word of God, like Abraham, again, if you listen to his, maybe all the naysayers, all the doctors around him, then he's going to lose hope. Yep. But he had to focus on the supernatural voice of God. And I think in this season, more than any other season, we need to focus on the supernatural voice of God and not the voices around us for us to keep that spark of hope. That is so important for us in this season. That, that I can't say amen enough. Yeah. Um, you know, the reason why it's important to come out, for instance, to an event like tonight where we're just worshiping Jesus, we're, we're inviting the presence of the, of the Holy Spirit, we're, we're remembering what Jesus did for us, we're remembering His humility, the incarnation, God sending His Son. You know, we're not in this alone. Yeah. And, and when you surround yourself in an environment with other believers, lovers of, of the Lord, we're looking on the Word of God, we're seeing Jesus as the promise of God. Like Pastor Andrew said, we're, we're intentionally creating an environment where hope begins to well up in our hearts. You know, I was talking to a couple just uh, just yesterday. I had a meeting with the husband, and uh, they've been dealing with some challenges in their marriage, like many couples are during the holiday season. There's a lot of stresses and and and, and strife and and challenges and pressures, and they had reached a point in their relationship where where they were beginning to feel like things were hopeless. And all of a sudden, during worship, as we were focusing on on hope. Uh, they reached over, they grabbed one another's hands. It was a simple sign that, you know what, we're not going to quit. We're going to keep believing God. Our marriage is not hopeless. And, uh, and they were in an environment where faith could arise, bold faith. And, and like you said, if you're sitting there watching the depression, depressing news all the time and negative people and, and, and all the garbage that's, that's, uh, that's creating this environment, this pressure cooker environment, you got to pull yourself out of that. Uh, and you gotta, you gotta fill yourself with hope, intentionally fill yourself with hope, because hope is a weapon. And I want you to see, uh, it was in that environment of hope with Simeon and Anna, uh, two people that were seeking the Lord, two people that were crying out to God, Lord, fulfill your promise in my generation. God, I wanna see the Messiah. They were crying out in hope. It was in that environment where the Bible says the fullness of time had come and providentially, I love this, 
while Mary and Joseph are showing up at the temple, yeah. right? God moves Simeon, so he literally encounters Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus right as Anna is also coming in. And here's this beautiful, providential, divine appointment where the destinies of all these people come together at the same point and the fulfillment of their heart's desires are met. And so our prayer this year is just that 2021, as we, as we wind down 2020, that we'd wind it down in hope. Right. And, and as we look forward to 2021, that hope would arise in your heart. What are the dreams God's placed in your heart? What are the things you're believing for? What are the things that you, you haven't yet seen and you're not holding in your hand, but you're believing in your heart? Those are the things That's good. Uh, that are possible for God to do if you'll just move in a spirit of bold faith and pregnant hope, two of the values that we are embracing here in our living stones. No, I family. love it. People talk about New Year resolution. Yeah, this year I want to work on, you know, better eating habits or don't procrastinate as much. How about this? 2021, work on, work on the character. Okay, not the emotion, the character oh, of good. pregnant hope, of having a disposition to surround, proactively surround yourself with, with atmosphere, a culture of hope in your family, That's good. In, in your workplace, yep. in your own heart. You wake up every morning, you seek the Word of God. The, you get into the Word of God, you can't, the Bible is so full of hope, you know, because of the promise to come. You know, even the worst thing that happen to, 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 to people in the scripture, there's always hope at the end. So the Bible is a, is a scripture, is an is a, is a ever-ending encouragement of hope. Come on. So uh, how about developing that character? You know, it, it motivates me because generally I'm not the most hopeful person. I, I sometimes consider myself a realist, which I don't even know what that means anymore. It depends on what reality you sit in, <laughs> right? No, no, that is so good. Some nice right. people that say, well, I, I'm a realist. I, I, I'm not going to believe in all that fairy tale yeah. stuff. It's not that we're unreal. It's that we're put, we're we're letting a God's reality define yeah. this reality. Yeah. Which reality are you talking about? The mainstream <laughs> yeah. media reality or the supernatural reality of God? You know. So so again, like we we even need to define that. But I'm learning how much more fruitful my life is. Uh, when I'm being hopeful and I create realities of hopefulness Amen. when I'm hopeful. So how about the character and the discipline of hope Amen. to incorporate into our lives? And you know, we talk Sunday, we got to preach to ourselves because yeah. it's easy to like, you let the media preach to you or you let the news preach to you. Yeah. No, you got to preach to yourself. And I want to end, you know, we're having a little shorter, uh, shorter version today for the holidays. We just want to give you a, a Holy Ghost pep talk here. But this is what the psalmist said in Psalm 42 verse 11. He said, but oh my soul, don't be discouraged. Don't be upset. Expect God to act. For I know that I shall again have plenty of reason to praise him for all that he will do. Notice that's future tense. He is my help and he is my God. Here's our, here's our challenge to you today. Expect God to act. Line your heart up with him. Line your promises, up, or his promises up with your faith and begin to believe the Lord and tell your soul today, you know what, I am not gonna be discouraged. There's a great God, he's my God, and he will help. And that's the promise this holiday season. This is a season of hope. Jesus reminds us of that. And so we pray today that you would be pregnant with hope, that you would be impregnated if you're discouraged right now, that hope would, would impregnate your heart 
uh, and that you begin to see that hope grow and grow and grow uh, in the days and months oh, ahead. So, hey, we love you all. Have an amazing Christmas. We look forward to seeing you tonight. And if not tonight, we look forward to gathering with all God's people this Sunday. This is the most blessed of seasons. We are prisoners of hope, uh, and it is a great time to be alive as we set our sights again on Jesus and all that he's done for us. Nothing is impossible for those who believe. That's the promise from God. So we love you. Have a great, great day today. And, uh, and we look forward to celebrating with you on Sunday.